This is the Holy Gospel of our Lord and Savior according to St. Mark. Glory to you, Lord Christ. And Jesus called the twelve and began to send them out two by two and gave them authority over the unclean spirits. He charged them to take nothing for their journey except a staff, no bread, no bag, no money in their belts, but to wear sandals and put on and not put on two tunics. And he said to them, Whenever you enter a house, stay there until you depart from there. And if any place will not receive you, and they will not listen to you, when you leave, shake off the dust that is on your feet as a testimony against them. So the disciples went out and proclaimed that people should repent. And they cast out many demons, and anointed with oil many who were sick, and healed them. This is the Gospel of the Lord. You, you may be seated. Pray with me, please. Lord, come now in power and great might on this auspicious and wonderful day. On this day when we will obey you and do what you commanded us to do, going into all the nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, in the name of the Son, in the name of the Holy Spirit. Come, Holy Spirit, you are welcome in this place. We pray in your name, Jesus. Amen. Like I said from the beginning, we are in the middle of a Saints Summer Series. Uh, it was Ryan Landis's brainchild. Of course, Ryan's not here, uh, but Ryan thought that it would be a fun thing to do to explore some of the saints of the church and their feast days. And so today we're um, remembering uh, one of the saints of the church, St. Bonaventure. Some of you may have heard of Bonaventure University. I was reminded by somebody on staff today who will remain nameless. I didn't know this, but he is the patron saint of, it might be even fitting today, bowel disorders. I mean, I don't think I'd want that, exactly. I see shocked looks on people's faces. I don't think I'd like to be known as the patron saint of bowel disorders. What about the saint that you plant in your yard and then you sell your house? I mean, that Joseph, I think. That'd be a good, but not bowel disorders. Anyway, that's all I'm going to say about that. Got your attention, though. Uh, I, think, uh, I think it's possible to, to fit Bonaventure into this uh, brief homily about baptism because Bonaventure has a lot to say about our life in Christ. You know, anytime's the right time to have a baptism. When I talked to Kathleen on the phone a few months ago about baptizing uh, Camellia, we started talking about Sunday, Wednesday, when can we do it, maybe another day. And I said, well, what about Wednesday? You know, your aunt and uncle are pretty uh, regular here at this particular service, and we usually have a few folks. Let's do it on Wednesday if it suits, and it did. And so here we are. Anytime's a good time to baptize somebody. But I think, actually, remembering the saint is going to make this day of baptism even more special. As we welcome a new member, Camellia, into the body of God's church, into his covenantal community of people. And we are, all of us gathered here, we are going to participate in this. It's not something we're just going to watch. We're not at a show. And that's not what church is all about. Church is about a coming and going, a speaking and receiving, a hearing, a learning, and a going out and doing. And so we're all going to join in this baptism, and we're going to recommit ourselves today by reciting our baptismal vows that we made a long time ago, some of us. And then for some of us, they were made for us by our godparents, like uh, Jeb and Lynn are going to do, excuse me, Lep and Lynn are going to do today. So we're in the Saints series, and we're pausing today to remember Bonaventure, and we're remembering him today because today, or tomorrow actually, is his birthday. And one of the things that Rob read in that little prayer, the collect, was this. That we, all of us gathered here, be given the power to constantly imitate the ardor, A-R-D-O-R, it's an old word, of Bonaventure's charity. 
that we would be given the power to imitate this saint, specifically his charitable nature. Hold that thought, because that's where I'm going to end. Is it important, church, that we imitate saints, some that are gone, some that are still here, like parents or godparents? Is it an important thing to do? And if it is, how do we do it? That's where I'll end. Well, not a great deal is known about Bonaventure's life. Uh, Before he appeared in Paris to go to seminary in 1235, his God-given name was Giovanni di Fidanza. I hope I did that right with a little Italian accent. Giovanni di Fidanza. And he entered the University of Paris at age 18. In time, this young man would grow in knowledge and faith to assume the leadership of the fastest-growing religious movement in medieval Europe, the Franciscans. He would eventually become their general minister of the order, and he would have his name changed by Pope Sixtus to Bonaventure of Baganorigio. Baganorigio. He became known throughout the order for his humility and his devotion to the founder of the order, St. Francis. He was quoted by another member of his order to be a man in which it seemed Adam had not yet sinned. In other words, this man seemed sinless to the rest of the people in the order. He was consecrated to bishop in 1273, and this is my second favorite story out of a book that I got about him. He was rumored to be washing dishes when he found out that he was going to become a cardinal, a a bishop, and part of um, the the Vatican or the Pope's holy order of of, uh, priests. And while he was washing the dishes, the delegates from Rome came uh, to bring him all of his priestly attire. Well, he was up to his elbows in dishwasher and dishwater, and as he looked at the beautiful vestments, the, the robes and the hats and everything, he said, I think it would be best for everybody if you just left them on the tree outside. So he was never formally dressed. He was never formally canonized. Uh, when he finished washing the dishes, that's when he went out and retrieved all of his clothes and became Bonaventure of Bagnor Reggio. Anyway. He was posthumously declared a saint of the church in 1472 and given the status of doctor of the church in 1588, so long after he was gone. His identification, like I said, with St. Francis and his humble, simple way of life guided his theology. There's two thoughts from his theology that I think tie nicely into baptism. The first is, and it's what one author called the essence of his thought, and it can be expressed in this simple formula. See if you think this formula is simple. Our entire metaphysics emanation, exemplarity, and consummation. This is our entire metaphysics. I hope you're all going, what? Emanation, exemplarity, and consummation. Meaning, Bonaventure said, this is our entire being. This is what we're all about, these three things. I'd look all three words up. To put it in simple terms, this is what Bonaventure was saying to us in 2021. Where did we come from? Ever thought about that? Most of us would go, we came from our mothers. Bonaventure would say, oh, that's kind of naive and small thinking. Think a little bigger. Where do we come from? Why are we here? I will bet that there's not a person in this room above the age of five that hasn't asked that question at least once in their life. Why are we here and where are we going? That's what Bonaventure spent his whole life talking and teaching about. Where did we come from? He knew we came from God. Why are we here? We're here to glorify God and walk out our sanctification or participate in our sanctification. We're all going to do that today in baptism. We're all going to be given a chance in just a few minutes to shout, we will. 
And what Bonaventure would say is when we come together to do something like that mysteriously on behalf of another, we are not only building up the kingdom, we're also pointing toward God. And last question, where are we going? Where are we going? Like I said, Bonaventure, the answer to those three questions for him was always found in the person and work of Jesus Christ. That belief nurtured his faith, which led him into the Franciscan orders and into taking vows of poverty, simplicity, study, and prayer. And it's the second piece of his theology, which I alluded to earlier, this idea that it is a good thing for us to try to imitate the saints and parents and godparents, that Bonaventure takes a step further in this idea. Again, I'll quote him. He placed a special emphasis on devotion to the humanity of Jesus, whereby imitation of Jesus is integral to the journey to God. In other words, the more we try to imitate Christ, the more others are led in a journey to God. Parents, godparents, church members, we're all here to say that we will do all in our power to support this child, Camelia, in her life in Christ by thought, by word, and by deed. We're promising, as Bonaventure urges us from the past, to be good role models. We're promising not only just to be good aunts and uncles, but to be good encouragers in the faith. We're promising to be good companions on the journey. Remember, that was my first thought. First thought, will remembering and following the saints living and dead make any difference in our lives? And more importantly, will it make any difference to the lives of those around us? To the lives of those around us. My favorite challenging thing to ask people during baptismal counseling, and I did it with this group over Zoom the other night, is um, what are you going to do about raising the child in the faith? And they didn't answer like this, but one of the answers I often get is, oh, we're going to let our children figure it out for themselves. And I just, I make this face and I try not to overreact too much. And I say something like, you're going to leave it up to the child? Well, are you going to leave up traffic, the gas stove and electricity? Are you going to leave that up to the child to figure out how they're going to manage those things? Certainly not, right? It just seems absurd. Just put your child in a corner and say, good luck trying to figure out traffic. We'd never do that. Because we know if they don't understand certain things about traffic, they can get themselves killed. They can get themselves killed. It's the exact opposite of what we're about to profess we believe, brothers and sisters. We don't believe that we're going to leave it up to the child to decide. We're here to say, no, Camelia, we want to be with you every step of the way. We want to walk with you as you participate in your faith. And we want you one day to get to an age where you say, I do believe Jesus is who he claims to be. We are better together. We believe that. We're better together when we imitate Christ and follow Christ and encourage others to do the same. So today, let's leave here full of the Holy Spirit and grateful not only for the life of St. Bonaventure, but maybe, and equally as important, for the lives of all the saints in each of our lives. Aunts and uncles, grandparents, godparents. You've helped, you've nurtured, you've encouraged everybody in this room along the way. You're helping us participate in our sanctification, as Bonaventure would say knowing that we're never going to be perfect until we stand in front of Jesus. But in the meanwhile, as Bonaventure believed, our participation and our imitation of Jesus will serve to bring others along with us. And I'll re-quote what I said earlier, in the journey to God. We are all companions on the journey to God when we participate in the imitation of Jesus. Lord, let that be so today and always. Amen.